It's something ridiculous. Let me look it up. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> it is screaming. It sounds like the end scene of Ferris Bueller's Day Off where they're trying to run the car back. <laughs> trying to run the Holy back. shit. You made it angry. <laughs> So, so you guys wanted me to shut my car off? Is that what we're saying? Hello and welcome to Hold My Popcorn, where we make fun of the good movies and trash the bad ones. I'm Max Healy out of Nashville, and with us in Boston, we have Tim Begin. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing fantastic. I'm happy to have the the regular crew back together, ready for uh, a good little romp in Wrigley Field. Boys are back. Also in Boston, dusting off the winter grime from his cardboard box is Mike Preble. How you doing, sir? Very well, Max. I'm just very excited to talk about and talk about baseball. It's, it's baseball season just just coming up. I'm very excited about this. Indeed. And also, look who decided to stop by, but our occasional co-host, Eric Brady. How you doing, buddy? I am not happy to have the group back together. Mm. I'm, uh, I'm Miss Bill Dooley. Um, I wish Tim would go back to Austria. But other than Me that... Too. <laughs> <laughs> other than that, doing well at home this, uh, this week, so, uh, you know, should be in for a real treat. I got a few delicious beers in front of me, so we'll see... How coherent I am at the end of this podcast. Can't wait. Let's make it quick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. It's a ticking time bomb. <laughs> Putting my timer on right now. Oh, shit. The second we have our first pee break, that means we got to wrap it up in the next 20 minutes. <laughs> or else it's going to get weird. Tim's got his box of dark chocolate Snickers with him. <laughs> I, got a, I got a few of those ready. Dark Snickers and Indian food. Oh, boy. And <laughs> <Hell nilly. laughs> Pray for my toilet. <laughs> Poo-poo train, here we come. <laughs> that was that was Tim's. That was Tim's run. Okay, well, with the baseball season know? upon us, we decided to move away from the individual actors and jump into a month of baseball movies. And to lead it off, we have 1993's Rookie of the Year, directed by Daniel Stern, a.k.a. Mark from Home Alone, and starring Thomas Ian Nichols, a.k.a. the guy from American Pie who banged Tara Reid before she turned into a gremlin, <laughs> as well as favorites of the show, Gary Busey, Amy Morton, John Candy, Daniel Stern, and enemy of the show, Dan Hedaya. Playing surprise, <laughs> surprise, a douchebag. So I had to do a double take, because up until yesterday, I had no clue that Daniel Stern directed movies. But boy, oh boy, was this a fun one. Yeah, this was his uh, only movie directed. I looked it up. He's got a new one. What the fuck? What the fuck is happening? That sounds horrible. He's like doing this game from hell. I bet someone was dying. Just see the tap it over there, boys. I don't understand. You never heard Center Field by John Fogarty? Put me in, coach. I mean, I I've heard that song. ready to play. Why do I? I haven't heard the the, the version when it's underwater. Yeah. Uh, well, Max. That sounded like what world, Mandy's dad did in the last the last <laughs> movie. Where he so just took out a crowbar and beat up a bunch of wild animals. 
Derek has no idea what we're talking about because he wasn't in that episode. Those poor starlings. But let's be honest, guys. When do I really ever have an idea of what's going on? It's a reasonable point he made. This is true. All right. Well, you guys want to get into the movie? I do, but Max, I have a I have a little tidbit uh, of research that I've done. Oh boy, on this movie, Uh, breaking with tradition that Max is the only one that actually prepares for this. (laughs) So uh, I would like the I think the audience would be interested in knowing that this is actually a true story, Mm. and it's it's actually uh, kind of a close to home true story because it's actually was uh, Derek Paco Brady Mm. was the man (laughs) in reality that this happened to. And um, it's a, it was an interesting an interesting uh, downfall for Derek. It wasn't unlike the movie. It wasn't that he quit because he wanted to focus on his studies in childhood. It was actually um, he uh, befriended a guy named Josh Hamilton mm-hmm. and got into meth, methamphetamine. <laughs> and it's uh, a behind the music type scenario. Yeah, there's a thirty for thirty coming out about this. Actually, hmm. um, mm-hmm. it's a little different than the movie. Uh, a little bit more uh, dick sucking involved, but uh, I think the thirty thirty will be illuminating. So, just when you just need money, up. you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, Tim. I mean, Preble knows where I'm coming from on this point. That's right, I do know. I always get a job in, <laughs> in fear of a blowjob killer. You get, you get a blowjob. <laughs> I don't do anything other than just do a hardworking American job. And that's good, why good Preble's old fashioned life. American blowjob. <laughs> the Mike Preble story. Some great research, Tim. Yeah, we're, we're, we're off to a hot yeah. start for a children's movie. That's all right. I mean, we're not that far off. There's definitely some uh, some dick stuff in this movie. So there yeah. is, there is. Uh, like, God damn it, kids today are soft. Let's bring this shit back. They now it's soft. all about. Do you want to build a snowman? No, I don't want to build a snowman. I want to see a joke that involves two hookers in front of a pinball machine with Daniel Stern. That's what I fucking <laughs> want to see. Followed by a 12-year-old boy surrounded by a bunch of grown man dicks. Yeah, I want to see a Pepsi commercial where women are undressing a child. That's what I want to fucking see. Followed by 12-year-olds talking about titties that don't back, exist. baby! Right. <laughs> All right, let's get the movie started, unless there's some other, uh, some, some trivia that Tim wants to... No, no, that was it. <laughs> okay. Hard-hitting Bill Conti stuff. did the music mm-hmm. for this, though, from uh, Rocky Four. so fun fact for that. Oh. Oh, that's right. Hey. That's what Mike noticed. That's what another, I took from this a, film. Another podcast I, I was not a part of and have listened to. <laughs> okay, well, the movie starts with the opening day at Wrigley Field as you see a bunch of out-of-shape early 90s fans stumbling into the park. And speaking of out-of-shape, right away you're introduced to John Candy as the Cubs announcer, as well as his cocaine-infused assistant who thinks the Cubs really have a shot at winning it all this year. How many movies before, what was it, 2016 – have tried to will the Chicago Cubs to a World Series championship. I think just this one. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> there, there have been plenty. I just can't name them offhand right now, but there have been plenty. <laughs> I have no evidence to support myself, but trust me, <laughs> it may exist. <laughs> sure. I, w- I was all excited for the interplay between John Candy and his little, like, nerdy little sidekick there. I thought that that would be, like, a funny, a funny little, like, discourse throughout the movie that would happen. They, you maybe saw John Candy like he had like two scenes in this. He he filmed in one day for this movie. Yeah, and he wasn't that good either. No, he's he wasn't. kind of a dick. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't like funny curmudgeonly. He was just curmudgeon. He's just a yeah. He's just being an old fat man. Sad yeah. note for Candy too. This is his second to last movie that was released before he died. 
That's what I was gonna say. It had to be close to his last one, right? It was this, and then yeah. four months later, Cool Runnings. Oh, Cool Runnings. Then he died. And really went out on top. Dead running. I was keeping a keen eye, and, and usually this is Tim's area of expertise, uh, but I was keeping a keen eye on the fashion of this movie, and that op- those opening B-roll cuts, there were some wonderful 90s God. fashion. A lot of, lot of, lot of like thick cotton shirts with pinstripes. You know, all kinds of gold. Nothing highlights love handles like the early 90s fashion. A lot of of wide cut, cut off t-shirts, you know. The cloth kind of shorts. They're like sweatpants. Just waddling around. The waistline was higher, so it kind of pushed everything, your stomach up a little bit, you know? Yeah. You act like I haven't used that trick. (laughs) I believe they call that a girdle. (laughs) (laughs) Ready to go. So, Candy, being the pessimist, bets that the first pitch is going to be a home run as the ball is going, going, going. And you cut to a screeching Henry Rowan Gardner, played by Thomas Ian Nichols, on his way to uh, his Little League game. What was up with his voice? Did he have throat cancer in this movie? Yeah, I think, I mean, puberty. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, or puberty. What's that? So this, <laughs> the scene where he's running down the alley with his friends, like, when did it become the 1920s? I was thinking. It, it looked like they were in the Bronx in the 1920s. Like, what the fuck is this? This is supposed to be in the 90s. Yeah, well, in that same scene, like, they they run into his mom, and, like, does his mom want to fuck his friend? Did y'all notice mean? that? Well, she's like, sure. hey, Henry. Hey, whatever the fat kid's <laughs> name is. Hey, Clark. Ew. I did not. I didn't take that. I didn't notice Ew. that. It was okay. All right. Maybe. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised though. The kid does have a nice head of hair on him. You know what I mean? <laughs> Got some He's Timmy like the most stable flow. person. He's the most stable person this entire movie. To be frank, <laughs> he is. He is. Yeah. 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 He's so, just kind of always like, yeah, we should probably do X. Like we right. might. We might be able to compare that friend group to to us. You know. I mean, whereas I'm the one that no one invites over, and you guys hang out without me. <laughs> Who's that what? in that friend group? Uh, the, the, there's three kids, so there's four of us. Oh. Um, one hmm. of us is the dead one that's always haunting the rest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's just got to figure out who that is. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense, though. Thanks, Paco. Thanks for trying to bring this home. <laughs> just hold my hand. I'll walk you home, brother. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. It's good to know. Okay. Well, apparently Henry is the only bench player on this team. And he gets his chance to shine when his drunk coach tells him in the middle of the inning to go play right field since the other kid forgot his inhaler and is dying. Also, we all know that right field is the most important position in Little League. I was I was just enamored with the names. Windermere and Rowan Gardner. Windermere! Windermere, get out! Don't even fucking bitch about me and bitch to me about asthma again. You <laughs> Sit down, bitch. You weaseling ass out here. <laughs> this is a good goddamn coach. This is what this fucking pansy ass American needs. Coaches like this teaching this kids coach, some toughness. This coach had a pint of Jack Daniels in his jacket pocket the yeah, entire like, time. He was like, like a yeah. real man. Like a real fucking man. He can't deal with these piss ant kids. He's got to take a little belt to take the edge off. But he's teaching them good life lessons. Like how to cope with your problems. Don't deal with them and drink. He's just run away from kids. Run away to the yeah. bottom. The bottom, right. the bottom. Right. Oh, good. Never did oh. me wrong. 
I love before the game too. Henry's mom, she's like, uh, "You think you're gonna need playing time today?" And he's like, "I don't know." She goes, "Well, if you don't, you're doing the laundry." She's like, "Whoa, <laughs> mom!" <laughs> How about Henry's mom buys him some fucking baseball pants? He's some playing jeans. <laughs> Dude, no shit. <laughs> no much. shit. What I, the fuck? He's playing baseball in acid wash jeans. Yeah, that's why he's in oh. right field. Yeah, exactly. Like, no wonder you won't play. You wear fucking jeans. Everybody else has at least the goddamn sense to wear, like, fucking, you know, get some basement, get some more real pants on there. Preble, I had that exact same uh, phrase in no, my notes. No. Welcome, welcome to the danger so this zone. Is, this is like a key, this is like a really key thing for me in this movie that I just didn't understand. This kid is an American from Chicago who obviously loves baseball. Mm-hmm. And thinks about it all the time, and apparently, like, is always like playing it and practicing it. But yet he sucks. How does that work? Yeah, if if it not, at least not that. If even if you know it, you can suck. But like, you need to know certain things. Like we'll get in later. But he like doesn't recognize the coach of the Cubs. Like, trust me, if Alex Cora walked up to my home and knocked <laughs> on my fucking door, I would know who Alex Cora was. Even if I yeah. was like a child, Jimmy Williams did that to me in nineteen ninety six. I would know who Jimmy Williams is. Right. Because you'd right? smell the booze on him. <laughs> <laughs> I see him in whatever, what was the pitching coach? Like Kennedy or whatever in the back, was the backup. Yeah. He's like, oh, uh, holding on to him. Like, Kerrigan. Wow, what was it? Yeah, Joe Kerrigan. 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 Jim Joe Kerrigan. Joe Kerrigan, yeah. There we go. Yeah, Jimmy Williams. They're in second place when they fired him, and then by the time it was over, <laughs> exactly. they're in fourth. <laughs> they yeah. went like three and 17. <laughs> it was a... It was a real, it was a, it was a real uh, genius, uh, genius stroke there on behalf of the Red Sox to uh, Dan Duquette. To do great job. Yeah, Dan Duquette was a smart guy. They pretty much sold the team right after that. Yeah, was like, well, That's why the Orioles so, are in such good shape. <laughs> famously, famously yep. good. All right, getting back into this. So, surprise, surprise! Henry gets a fly ball in his direction right away, and he ruins the game. There was uh, Max. You might recall this. There was a slow pitch softball game in which something very similar to this happened to me. Um, I was trying to make an incredibly athletic play in short left field from shortstop. I, I dove, couldn't quite make the play. It was a nice balmy day that day. Not a, a lot of humidity. I was sweaty as I'm just perpetually sweating. I picked the ball up and I try to gun, you know, laser beam gun this guy out at home. The ball comes out about one third of the way through my throw and ends up going over the backstop very into the collection do. of families <laughs> and young children that are playing catch in the parking lot. Nice souvenir for the fans. And I'm, not there sure you go. Ever, <laughs> I'm not sure there's ever been a more hopeless feeling in all my or like a helpless feeling in all my life as as to watching this ball sail into this crowd of people without me being able to stop it. <laughs> Meanwhile, so, I'm playing left field, just laughing. That's that's in the first like eight to ten minutes of my thirty for thirty. Paco's just standing there with his head down. Yeah. Some some sweat underneath his tits. <laughs> Looking like my shirt looks like Mickey Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> just cap just right over his eyes. And instead of just, you know, removing the baseball cap so you could find the baseball. Oh my God. Just, you know. Dude. I was gonna say that's that's not baseball knowledge. It's just like human level knowledge. You know, I was gonna say, like, if you can't see Take off your baseball cap. That's a very good point. That's a very good point. <laughs> this isn't baseball savvy. Yeah. The, the note I had there was pull your hat up, you dipshit. Right. <laughs> oh my God. That made me so angry. If I was that coach, yeah. no wonder why this coach drinks. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, put your fucking hat up. 
That teaches kids everything. He's got like Mort Goldman out in right field with like <laughs> fever, and then all of a sudden he's gonna bring in the kid with jeans who doesn't know how hats work. <laughs> oh shit! But also it's like poison or knives? Poison? Knives? <laughs> mm. Mm. I was gonna say though, actually, kind of a sneaky good idea. Just says this kid is so bad for him just to throw the ball out of play because the batter only gets to advance two two bases. Oh really? So, yeah. The ball, yeah. yeah, like if somebody like throws a ball at, you know, the ball. Into the dugout. Yep. You get two bases. Same so principle. maybe Henry is smarter than we think. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, you know what? Maybe he probably doesn't know this, but not a bad idea. Maybe we should do this all the time. There's a good, yeah, there's a couple of baseball, like, just like purely on baseball plays where a bunch of stuff like can't happen. So if you watch the deleted oh scenes, it's actually Henry pouring over the Major League Baseball rule book. <laughs> well, clearly he didn't read it because later on the hen ball trick, that's a buck, but... We'll get yes, into that later. I was going to say. Oh, no, no, no. No, no. He never, he never got on the he rubber. On the, yes, he was. No, he was, he was ne- they never showed him on the rubber. They never did. showed him on the rubber. They did. They showed him on the exactly mound, but I not on the rubber. When I, Derek, they do. Nope, you're wrong, Paco. That's 100% wrong. He's get the off the show. You're done. Yeah, I was going to say. All right, well, see you guys. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> okay, let's get back into it. So then you meet Jack Bradfield, a.k.a. George Costanza with a full head of hair. Who's dating Henry's mom and is a real big dork? Oh my god! Like that, that. My only note from this is, "Whoa, Nelly, that shirt on Jack." <laughs> that that silken, purple, green, gold collection uh, of polygonic shapes and colors. It was wonderful. I I, I knew this was about when Tim unzipped. I did. I did. And he put on that shirt that he yeah. had in his closet and he was like, ah, perfect time. You gotta love MC Hammer shirts. <laughs> they're, definitely, they're amazing. Definitely fucking also, Henry's mom with this shirt on. Oh, yeah. And that, I mean, what a tryhard Jack Bradfield is. Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs> a necklace, a three-week anniversary and a necklace in front of the kid, in front of the, the son? I mean, come on, dude. Yes, you really yes. gotta, like, turn it, take it back here. Yeah, then he kind of like walks by him. He's like, eh, coming through, little guy, like squeezes by the kid in the kitchen. And he's like, you know what? Right. I think Henry's really coming around to me. Yeah. yeah. No, why would you think that? No. Right. <laughs> You're a psychopath. But whenever I see this guy now, I just think of him getting thrown off his balcony by the Mexican cartel in Ozarks. Is that, is oh, is he in Ozarks? Yeah. Yeah. Max, this is a movie podcast? <laughs> it's movie quality. Okay, after this, he gets some lunchtime discussion regarding milk and breast size. Nothing to talk about here. Just going to move on. I will talk about the fact that Julie the Cat Gaffney for a 12-year-old looking fine as fuck. God. Mil- Milk's no. done that body good. Dude. It's great. That's a great line. It's a great line. It's a great line. It's a great line from young Paco. Dude. <laughs> Uh, that's all I could think about every time she came on the screen. I was like, oh, fuck, Julie the Cat, Gaffney. <laughs> I had premises here. It just says Derek's got to want to talk about milk and 12-year-old non-existent boobs. That's the only thing I've written, I wrote down during this whole thing. <laughs> Surprisingly, there's nothing incredibly uh, offensive or wrong with any of my statements in my notes. Great. So let's, let's move it on. Move on. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, I've made my point. Preble, had that. Preble, Preble just exhaled. Don't. <laughs> Well, I guess that's that, gang. We got to talk about 12-year-olds. And we, you know, we got about 
20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, probably you missed the joke before. It's a concern to have a movie that sexualizes 12 year olds. Director, director to the gods. <laughs> oh, God. All right, well, Henry then breaks his arm after slipping on a baseball, and he's going to be out for the rest of the summer. Oh, no. Oh, no. Love the reactions to his fall. It's like really like <laughs> lots of lots of fi- like hands covering mouths and like slow motion. Fantastic. Oh, the slow mo shots. There, there, there yeah. were so many like unnecessary added shots in this movie. Like later on when he's, we'll get to it when he's pitching. They like they like show like three different angles of him, yep. like taking his step, throwing like a like, girl. Oh my god. Yeah, well but. the um the one that Henry's mom has a hut for. Just during that scene, he's just in slow motion, just going, no, no. <laughs> oh, so good. It's so good. But Tim. <laughs> just really, really had me going. Tim, you're the broken bone expert here. So have you ever had a cast yeah. that required you to give a right turn driving signal? No, no. <laughs> I th- I'm pretty sure it would kill your arm because you'd right. never get blood into your hand. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Your like, fingers would be, would be purple. Yeah. You yeah. get like gangrene. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right, well, it's time to get the blood flow to his hand. Stand him on his head. Yeah. <laughs> the doctor cuts the cuts the thing off like his hand's dead. He's like, mm, this <laughs> is the eighth time this has happened. Mm, I don't understand this. Grab anything. Your arm was that color. Was your was your arm kind of like really dark purple before I put the cast on? No. How many fingers did you have when you broke your arm? <laughs> <laughs> Because you have none now. <laughs> now you're a club. Enjoy your club, asshole. <laughs> your club <Yeah>. boy. <laughs> well, you can still throw a fastball. That's a good thing. <laughs> Anyways, that four months goes by pretty quickly, and Henry finds out that his tendons healed so tightly that his arm turned into a slingshot, to which he then oh slings God. his hand straight into the doctor's face. Yeah, that's slap to this day. Every time I watch it, I still laugh out loud. Followed by one of the most iconic child movie lines of all time. <laughs> Funky butt loving. <laughs> I have I have two things here. Why are his friends the doctors with him? Yeah, that's yes. that's a HIPAA violation right there. <laughs> yeah. And the second thing is, yeah, your tendons are gonna be tight. All tendons are tight when you haven't moved them in four months. <laughs> that's just normal. If anything, they snap ins- after two Right, doing exactly. That. Right, well, yeah. it, it, and again, you know, just in case, I mean, I've broken a bone. I know Tim's broken everything. All of them. Um, in case you didn't know, Tim, I, I, I'd like you to, to correct me if I'm wrong here. Being in a cast makes your muscles and tendons notoriously weak, not correct. notoriously strong. So tendons, yes, your bone gets stronger, but your tendons I get mean, weaker. Yeah. This is why traditionally you have to go into like physical therapy after like yes. significant injuries. Especially if your arm turns into a catapult. Right. Oh there's there's something Superman. wrong there. Yeah, bionic, a bionic arm here. It's not natural. Yeah. I was going to say, I, I only had two, two real notes about this scene. The first one was the same one you've all identified. Like, where are these other kids' parents? In- <laughs> <laughs> like, why are they just being allowed to be like taken to like a hospital? And I'm like, you? imagine like, like maybe they're like homeless kids, you know, maybe like they're railway kids. They sleep know, on that boat. <laughs> that's why they're that's why they're so just gung ho about that boat. It's like we need to we need to get away. We need from shelter. Here. We need yeah. shelter. Swim far, far away. <laughs> exactly. The, the only other thing too that I had about this was like. 
did anyone else hear the noise when he tried to wind his arm back? Yes. It's like, oh, yeah. I was like, if I can hear this, I assume that they can hear this. So why don't they all notice that there's like this wound, this like wound string is being like, it's like, why is the doctor not alarmed that his arm sounds like a roller coaster going up a hill? Come on, Thunder Mountain, eh? Well, after this, the boys had the regulator to watch a shockingly sedated and mustached Gary Busey giving up a 700-foot home run, which is understandable <laughs> since Busey was 49 when this movie was made. Uh, all I have there is, well, how does Henry's mom help him celebrate getting his cast off? By sending him and his two other child friends to the lowest-attended baseball game in Cubs history <laughs> in the most dangerous city in America to watch Gary Busey give up five dingers by themselves. <laughs> that home run that he that, that dude hit went off the scoreboard in center field of Wrigley. That is literally like 700 feet away. Oh, my yeah. God. Well, yeah, it, also it, like it, the leadoff hitter weighs 150 pounds wet. I'm like, this can't, this can't <laughs> not hitting a 700 foot home run. Well, then, no t- t- I think it was Tim that said this. I mean, basically, this whole movie is is utilizing the values that were existent in the 1920s. Like, you're not going to send three children to downtown Chicago to watch a fucking baseball game by themselves in the middle of the day. In the middle, yeah, like no, no. Uh, also, great name by Busey in this, Chet Stedman. Oh yeah, fuck yeah, that's a great Dude, name. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna lay my cards out on the table here. I fucking <laughs> love Gary Busey about the entire the entire movie. Really, I think he is so. I think I love every bit of him in this movie. Because he's actually trying to act in this one. Dude, he's he was just, on his pills, fucking, which is insane because it's rookie of the year. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, fuck, fuck's sake! Because like, I can't believe he did under siege demanded more more acting than this and he said you know what no especially after you see who the especially after you see who the director was and how he's performing in this movie jesus christ (laughs) i think this might have just been like the four-month period that gary Busey was on his meds yeah for sure (laughs) he's just normal (laughs) all right so um also do you guys notice who the the senile cubs owner was yeah yeah it was your boy mr duncan yeah. Oh no, never mind. Yeah, it's Mr. Duncan from Home Alone 2. Yep. I, I I laughed out loud when they introduced him because he's he's going through the Cracker Jack box. Goes, <laughs> oh boy, fish! Fish! <laughs> I gotta get Coke! Then I gotta get Coke right at the bottom of the box to fix your finger! <laughs> just like rambling. Then he, then, he, then he slips back into reality. He's like, oh god damn it, the Cubs suck again! Fuck! <laughs> 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 um. Yeah, but they, you know they kind of set him up to be just a loon, and then the rest of the movie's totally fine, right? Yeah. Not just totally fine. He's like very insightful. He is a very smart person. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, he's like a one manic, one manic like ten minutes, and then all of the rest of the time he's like this like sage owner. Just, you know why? It's because Busey took all of his pills, and that's with that one scene. That's why. <laughs> uh, we mixed up our pills again, eh? Oh boy. We're for a rough night. We gotta, we gotta get separate pill boxes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, then the owner's nephew, played by our favorite actor Dan Hedaya, is told that if they don't sell out every game for the rest of the season, they'll have to sell the team before he can take over. No, to- he says they'll have to forfeit the team, which I don't think that's a thing. My just initial thought to whom? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think that's what Baseball. the uh, the Expos did. <laughs> they just gave did it. They, actually- they gave it to Major League Baseball. <laughs> 
Well, but they oh, did really? they forfeit. I don't know. Yeah, like, yeah I could... they gave it to the major. Every single team, all twenty nine teams, owned the Expos like their last two seasons. That's why then they moved to uh to Washington, and that's why they were playing in Puerto Rico. They're just like, fuck it, it's not our money, right? <laughs> but uh, my initial thought was just sell forty nine percent of the team, make a bunch of money, and then you'll still be the majority owner. But exactly, what do I know? But I mean, in reality, let's like in reality, there's probably like one franchise in the league besides the Yankees that would never have a problem making money. Maybe like one of one of three, the Cubs, Red Sox, and Yankees. Yeah. Like, I don't care how bad any of those teams are. They're still going to make enough money to like be solvent. You got Wrigley. It doesn't matter. You'll still sell out right. every game. That's what Fenway exactly. does too. Yeah, yep. exactly. Um, well, it looks like he found his cash cow because Henry throws back a home run ball from 435 feet and everyone just starts freaking out. Yeah, then we then we get a like a an actually realistic glimpse into Chicago as like a bunch of sixty year old drunks accost a young child. I'll fucking in kill the you! Oh shit! <laughs> you trying to show me up? <laughs> I know where you live. I know where you sleep. I I remember I remember like first time I went to Chicago to visit my dad when he used to live out there. We went to a uh, a Bears preseason game, and um, I remember just sitting in my seats in Soldier Field, and just watching this parade of really fat people walk by <laughs> me up the stairs with, like, all with insul- insulin regulators on their hip and just, like, <laughs> up like five hot dogs piled up and, like, two old-style beers. I'm just like, well, this these things don't seem to fit, do they? You have an insulin regulator, but you have a massive amounts of terrible food. <laughs> oh, Chicago, how I love you. How the, how the stadium didn't fall apart, I don't know. Just from the sheer weight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the thing I enjoyed about this as well is after Henry throws it in, the catcher tries to tag oh the runner God. out. Yeah. But is it, I mean, the ball's not in play. It's like, a home run. It's a home run. Just, like, this is like a fundamental misunderstanding of baseball. And the guy, real the guy who's in the batter's box, because it's his, his at-bat, just goes, uh, and then just slides. Yeah. It's yeah. like, what the fuck? Just in case, you know. Uh, I just see Daniel Stern directing all this, and everyone's like, this isn't how baseball is played. And he's like, do it. Yeah, he's like, I was at home alone. It my movie. <laughs> exactly. No. This is like the apex of his power. He's like, you know who is at home alone one and two? That's right. Now get in line. Joe Pesci knows my name. <laughs> <laughs> Were you in a movie with Billy Crystal? I didn't think so. <laughs> Were you one of them fancy city slickers? I think not. I've been oh, in boy, Oscar nominated movies gotta, like City we Slickers. Do that movie, <laughs> City Slickers. <laughs> All right, and then uh, after this, he gets his tryout, and he throws a hundred and three mile per hour fastball. Holy Christmas! Heraldus Chapman throws one hundred and three, and he still gets fucking knocked out of the park. Yes, he does. That's right. What you'll find out here in a second Raphael also Devers. happens. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Then uh, Henry signs with the Cubs, meets the team in the locker room, including the brain-damaged pitching coach, Brickma, played by Daniel Stern, who accidentally chokes and swallows like five pounds of chewing tobacco. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Brickma, I, say what you will about this movie. I will not let you talk shit about Daniel Stern as Brickma. He's fucking hilarious. Like oh, every, every, every baseball player of all time has quoted the hot ice line. Every time. <laughs> Yeah, the hot ice. Oh my god! I'm just thinking too. Stern really loved those sideburns in the early '90s. Well, I mean, can you blame him? He pulls them off like a fucking champ. (laughs) Just love to throw the entire movie after every game. There's just a bunch of just dip all over his jersey, just sprayed (laughs) all over himself. The one thing I want 
I also thought it was really funny when this it, it's even it's only the announcement with the not Henry's dad, whatever the boyfriend of the mom. Uh, He's Jack just Bradfield. wearing a Ted Williams T-shirt, like a shirt, like a 1990s <laughs> shirt. So I was like, ah, early early lead for who I like the most for <laughs> the worst reason. That turns out to be like the biggest shit bag in the movie. Like a Ted Williams T-shirt. I was like, Ooh. it's not too bad. He knows baseball. Give him that. Well, Listen, I don't see any Joe DiMaggio T-shirts on here. Praise mm-hmm. Jesus. He's really taken after Ted Williams. He's a terrible father. <laughs> he's, he's nailing this whole like I got a I got a son and a daughter, but fuck them. I'm gonna play yeah. baseball. I'm gonna do my thing. Okay. I'm gonna alienate myself from everybody that loves me. And again, don't ever forget, cut off my head. <laughs> do it. <laughs> It's like, wait. If you know anything about Teddy Ballgame, you know that I'm really into futuristic science. (laughs) I'll cut my head off. So do it already and put it in a freezer. (laughs) My next note is uh, Henry walks into what is likely still the Cubs' notoriously nice locker room and compares his dick to that of a grown man. Yes, he does. With tuba (laughs) sound effects. This is after this is after he has to get through a, the apparent Wizard of Oz guy. Who's oh my god! Security for the Cubs. <laughs> and this guy is like basically the the antithesis of the troll under the bridge. He's like fucking hilarious. Oh well, why didn't you say so? Why didn't you say so? Oh my god, he is a fucking fairy tale character. This fucking guy, and he's never seen again. Yeah, <laughs> we don't need to. Well, they, they were like, well. Well, shit, he, he fucking acted his ass off in that scene. That's all we needed. <laughs> you know, he's, the Wizard of Oz. he's out of juice after that after that scene. Yeah, so then after this, Busey's out there just throwing like Tim Wakefield in late September when the manager is peer pressured into... <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I had. It's fucking Tim Wakefield. He's just uh, shot putting that ball at the home plate. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it, did anyone notice that every time he threw the threw a pitch, he went, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's always funny to watch actors try and do sport movies when you know that they're just not athletic. It's like oh you God. can't throw a ball for dick. I've never seen yeah. someone throw a baseball more rigidly than Gary Busey did in this movie. Yeah, the 11 year old had a better fucking throwing <laughs> rotation than Busey did. <laughs> totally. All right, all right, gang, we get it. You know, Gary Busey may not be, you know, the greatest pitcher <laughs> of all time. But you know, the like, Rocket? He's, he may not be literally the rock. He may not actually be Roger Clemens, but you know what? He fucking, he fucking goes out there every day and just gives it, gives it his all. Okay. Gives it 45%. Oh, percent. have it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, the manager is peer pressured and sitting in Henry. And then you get some hilarious call signals by David's turn <laughs> or Daniel's turn. Oh my God. <laughs> He's just grabbing his dick and swatting away imag- yeah. imaginary flies. That's a signal kid. You're in. <laughs> You're in. What is he doing? The thing I love, dude. The thing I love the most about this movie is that they do a bunch of dumb shit that we, you would think would just oh it doesn't mean anything, but like in this world, everybody accepts this as like true. Yep. Right. Like like, oh, like the owner true. having a line to the dugout. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No shit. He's just calling uh, the bullpen phone. Put Henry uh, in. All the fans uh, are here to see him. Well, then, right, then we get a glimpse back into the greater times of baseball. The steroid era. Oh, my God. The, this roided <laughs> up John Crock. Make baseball shit. great again. <laughs> Good Lord. Surprise, surprise. Professional baseball players can hit a 100-mile-per-hour fastball. 
in the first pitch, the crock is a home run. And then he hits the next batter, then throws a wild pitch. And then, holy shit, why on earth is this guy with a jock strap <laughs> trying to steal two bags on a pass ball two outs in the ninth? <laughs> down, down one fucking run. Down oh one God. run. Run first. You're moving to the scoring position. And this motherfucker's like, nah, running incredibly slow. He's running like, you know, like, you ever seen like the Olympian speedwalkers? Dude, he's leaning backwards. Or as Bill Dooley run. run. It's, that's what he's doing, but in slow motion. <laughs> R.I.P. Bill Dooley. <laughs> but after that happened and then he's called out, I, I was just like, the game's over? Yeah. So this guy did not throw, he, he gave up a home run, threw a ball to the, uh, plunked a guy, threw a ball to the backstop, and somehow got the save. Not even what that. is happening? You're, you pull the start of two outs in the ninth inning and you bring in a fucking 12-year-old. <laughs> That's what I think is hilarious, right? Because apparently everyone's been shitting on, you know, uh, Gary Busey the whole game. But apparently he went eight innings, you know, didn't he go like eight, eight plus two innings? Thirds. Three runs. Eight and two thirds three innings, runs? three runs. Like that's that a is fucking, a quality start. Yeah, that's a great game. And everyone, the whole, the whole, the whole movie, they're like, oh, he's a real dummy. He's really, he really sucks at baseball, really, huh? Really terrible. Yeah, it's like, I don't know, man. I take that every day from a 49-year-old. Right. Chris Sale doesn't get past the seventh inning in any game. They just gave him like $800 million. <laughs> He's rich forever. Oh, God. Yeah, also then the manager tells Gary Busey that he needs to teach the kid how to pitch because Daniel Stern swallowed too much Bazooka Joe and just rambling on and on about heating up ice cubes. <laughs> Dude, that's, a bit, that's probably the funniest thing. I was like, could you think that if Daniel Stern had like perfected that idea, he could have been the millionaire behind Icy Hot? I know. I was, I'm like, so Icy Hot? <laughs> Dude. Hot ice. Some people use hot water. Some people use ice cold. But what I do is I use the ice cubes and then I heat them up. It's but it's so classic. Like, such a, such a great fucking classic line. But I guess every single time the crowd chants Henry, the manager has to put him in. So they bring him in one game later. And then Gary Busey comes out to talk to him after he drills the first batter. Pretty sure a positional player can't make a mound visit, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, well, hold on. Something just hit me, guys. Do we think that... That Daniel Stern was given the direction of be Gary Busey in this movie. Yes, <laughs> they switched roles. I wonder if like they initially wanted Busey for that for that role. <laughs> He's like, no, my well, wife me... said I need to calm down. I just <laughs> uh, under siege and I was gone for like eighteen weeks. Just imagine you're in a garden filled with garden snakes and you gotta catch them all and you gotta eat them one by one. That's how you need to pitch. <laughs> what I I bet that I bet that. They had Gary Busey for the Daniel Stern role, and then he came in and he was on his meds, and he was like, "Hey, how's it going? I'm Gary. Nice to meet you." <laughs> what the? And they're fuck? like, "Wait, wait, Gary, hold on. Are you okay? Like, you know, like you're not, you're not talking about space aliens and threatening to burn down the trailer over here." So, like, <laughs> Dude, one of the producers, on? one of the producers yeah. holds up a br- uh, like a, a dress, like we under. <laughs> oh God, Gary Busey? No, Gary. He's got a ruler oh, just pointing to it. <laughs> And then Daniel Stern just goes, don't worry, guys, I got this. <laughs> yeah. Just imagine, though, if like Busey was acting like Busey and Stern's like, Gary, you got to calm it down. This is not your character. OK, now, hold on. We're going to move into the next scene of me just yelling about um, microwaving ice cubes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very serious film, Gary, OK? I, I don't think you're really appreciating the, giving it the gravitas. Now, allow me to pretend to choke on five pounds. <laughs> yeah, I hit him back in the minors. He's just been following me ever since. That's not how, Breaking news, that's not how you get a job in the majors. 
<laughs> no. By stalking? No. 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 Uh, unless, unless maybe you're Bobby Valentine. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, the next note I had was this little shit needs to stop staring directly into the fucking camera. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know. So annoying. I think, we've, I think we've, we're in the second game he's pitched, right? Yeah. Because okay. he, uh, he strikes out the next batter, gets a save, and the Cubs have their biggest winning streak of the season. Two. <laughs> and deep uh, into a playoff hunt, by the way. Yeah, apparently. Did, did, did anyone know or notice how just insane Gary Busey's laugh was in this movie? <laughs> every every time he laughs at something, he goes. <laughs> that's, that's a little bit of Gary crazy coming out. Yeah. Right. Right. You know what I mean? You're gonna touch. <laughs> it's him. It's him. Like trying to trying to elicit human emotion. Also, so. This is something else I had a problem with. So, like, it seems like everybody realizes that, like, Henry is just, like, you know, he's a gag, right? To, like, get people to come out. Except when everyone, the fan starts booing him. And also, like, Dan Hyenda is like, oh, no, my plan's not working. Like, he's not striking everybody out. It was like, I thought the whole plan was that he was just here to, like, get attendance up. You got 12-year-old right? boy And now playing. they have, like, these, yeah, they have, like, these disparate um, emotional understandings of, like, what he's supposed to do. And I was like, listen, just be consistent. Like who thought the twelve year old would save the franchise? Like <laughs> right. you put him in here. He's like that. Uh, that was the like the the small like the dwarf, the small person they had for like the fucking yeah, Bill Vick. Like, yeah, right. Or something. Bill, yeah, he put him out there, and then he was like, yeah, because he was like three feet tall. It's like that's who you are in this, yep. right? Like I don't understand why anyone's like, it's oh, fun. you are Tim Tebow, yeah, <laughs> or Tim Tebow, yeah. All right, and then you get this airplane scene, and I was wondering why Harry Carey wasn't in this movie, but it's because Daniel Stern is Harry Carey. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, I just wonder, like, the mom is, you know, early on in this whole sequence is is very cautious, you know, about taking him into the media and all this stuff. But then she's like, yeah, go go on a trip. Let Brigma just take you around and show you around and, and room right next to you. Everything's going to be cool with that. Like, who the fuck would trust a kid alone with this guy? Look at Bring, him. Yeah, letting your kid stay next to Brigma, that's <laughs> that's that's adjacent to uh, sending your kid to Neverland Ranch. <laughs> <laughs> How we doing, Preble? What happened? I didn't hear anything. You know what I heard <laughs> that I thought was funny? It was right before they all left. The fat, the what's it, George? The fat kid goes. Let's go back to our dull lives in search of meeting. <laughs> yeah. letting, that, that was, that was, was funny. Yeah, where they let their funny. friend just go on like this whirlwind trip to Los Angeles, and they're like, "Well, I guess we can go back and build that boat that's bound to sink." <laughs> <laughs> it was right. before this. I don't know, but it was before this when they're building the boat, and and one of the kids shows up with a fucking outboard motor that he stole off his dad's boat. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> What? <laughs> it was the 20s, Paco. It was a different time. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm just sitting there thinking like, yeah. you, you need more than just a motor. Like, you need like gas lines and a tank and all these other components. But no, no, no. The motor will do just fine. You know? Yeah, just well, hold it. Just make sure you don't yeah. cut yourself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If my kid ever comes to me at that age and goes, Dad, I'm building the boat over there. go, oh, that's going to go well. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I wouldn't help you. I wouldn't help you mind him. I'd let him make his own fucking mistakes. It's the way he's only going to learn. You know what I mean? Listen, just whatever you do, before you actually get on the water, just call me and your mother, okay? Yeah. I just want to say I love you one last time before, before I wave you goodbye. No Never way. Leave. I don't even want to know about it. Sink or swim. That's what I say. That's it. Natural selection. Yeah. Um, also, again, on this airplane, 
Major League Baseball team, and they're eating chicken fingers and Salisbury steaks. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's not happening. They're they're drinking they're drinking hard liquor and fucking prostitutes is what they're really doing. <laughs> yeah, that's that's more accurate. In front of Henry, Henry, watch this <laughs> as Chet Stedman is just railing an African American hooker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Jesus Christ! Why? Well, Danny Stern's getting blown on the other side. <laughs> you ever been the parents? Well, well, hey, Henry, got, you ever seen the Let's get the skinny, skinny redhead playing with his nipples. No, Daniel, Daniel Stern would, get in, would be have like pe- putting peanut butter on his dick with a golden retriever sitting next to him. Just, just walking around. Just like, who wants some? Oh, my God. God. You're still kids for that right? fucking visual, boys. Preble, Preble's gone home now. He's here just oh, a collection. Jesus. <laughs> you know what? It's not so much the... It's, it's just... It's not so much like the action itself. It's just like the description. Like the yep. unnecessary... <laughs> Racial description of people that's just beyond me. I just don't understand. Do we do? Probably you malfunctioning over there. Oh jeez. All right. So after this, you get this is the best scene in my opinion in the movie, uh, which is the conjoined hotel door scene. Yeah. <laughs> just from the bellboy who's the fat bald guy in the Drew Carey show, just opening his mouth smiling for way too long. <laughs> to when Daniel Stern gets stuck in between the two doors and just goes, "Oh boy." Little help. Little help now. <laughs> I forgot about that. I'm like, where did this go? I've definitely heard that line before. I was like, holy shit, it's from this movie. <laughs> Little help now. <laughs> I love it because even when he gets out later in the movie, he has like the perfect form still. Like hand yeah. raised, like hands yeah. turned over. Yeah. Like he's actually been stuck that way for hours. Well, they, they have the whole series, I think, in L.A. And then they show, they like do a montage and then like the just cleaning lady opens the door. Yeah. He's just, oh, God. Walking What's out. this? Oh, dear. They apparently haven't noticed their pitching coach has been gone for the entire, <laughs> entire West Coast stint. That's how integral he is to this whole, yes, to their success. Ugh. Well, I love later in the movie, this is the little callback. Like, there's this one scene after Henry's, like, endeared himself to the team. All the team's running down the escalator behind him, going the wrong way through this crowd of people. And then, like, a couple things happen, and it cuts bra- cuts back, and Brigma's running down oh, that so same escalator by himself. <laughs> He's running, like, up it. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. oh, that was pretty funny. It was great. I just want to see, like, a 90-minute movie of Brigman just stuck in between doors. Like just various types of doors, just like elevators, spinning, rotating doors, airport, just here's internal monologue. Yeah, just. Uh. All right, so now the three games out of the playoffs, having won more than two games in a row all year, makes total sense. So Henry goes to the plate, and after a very stressful at bat, he gets walked on four pitches because he's four feet tall. I didn't know Craig Stadler was a pitcher. <laughs> Every single pitcher in this movie is like 20 pounds overweight and 20 years older than they should be. <laughs> that guy is 60 years old. He is. I think that he was like the advisor on the movie that used to play for the Cubs back in like the mid 80s, apparently. Interesting. Yeah. That's a real thing? Or you just. No. Yeah. No, that was a real thing. I didn't write down oh, trivia, but I did read that part. Is this. Are you sure it's not Rod Beck, whatever that guy's name is? <laughs> Rod like Beck. Evil twin. Rod Beck. No oh, shit. Where is it? Right, just swinging his arm. Alarm. Yeah, just yeah, that alarm hanging down there. I was like, but okay. then you get another famous line of uh, Henry delivering pitchers got a big butt line, and then uh, you get really the only 
true authentic baseball moment of this entire movie when the pitcher drills the next batter because this kid just won't shut the fuck up. Yeah. Right. It's like, that's for you, kid. <clears throat> that is what you actually do in baseball. Yes, precisely. <laughs> I, I do call a little bullshit on a grown adult not being able to handle his, his vicious taunts, though. <laughs> that's true. What'd you well, say? <laughs> I mean, the kid's nervous whenever he sees like an adult kind of look at him the wrong way. I would just be saying just the most horrific shit to this kid. <laughs> like what, Max? Like what? <laughs> All right, moving on. Yeah, so. exactly. Edit it up before you can say it. Well, that's, that's even like the whole the whole thing I noted. I was like, everyone is being exceptionally mean to this child, especially in like you know, like this would be big news, like. And then, like, David, like, and meanwhile, like, all these people are, like, basically being, like, child abusers, like, verbally assaulting this kid. And I was like, all right, let's all calm down. Why is everyone being so, like, outrageously mean to this child? But that's beyond this. All right, well, okay. What I'm just thinking now, so it, it, it's not R-rated, <laughs> is just tell, you just tell the kid that you're his dad. <laughs> just really just get into his head. He won't be that able to work. do anything. He just, he'll be useless. You'll have so many questions. And then after the game ends, you just go, no, I'm not your fucking dad. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. I did fuck your mom, though. What? <laughs> Bye. <laughs> anyway, so after this, things are going great. The Cubs have won probably four games in a row. And you get a montage of Henry striking out guys like Bobby Bonilla, as well as a pre-steroided Barry Bonds, which is yeah. fucking wild to see. A Pittsburgh uh, Pirates. Barry oh, Bonds. my God. Shit. It's just good to have a constant reminder that Bobby Bonilla is going to get paid for like the next billion years yeah. by the Mets. He's got like another 15 years on that contract. Apparently Chris Sale's going to get paid by the Red Sox until he's 50. Are you serious? No, I'm not even kidding. Oh my God. Uh, I just saw some Boston.com article about it. Hmm. Interesting. All right. Whatever. Dave Dombrowski. Don't worry, Dave. I'll, don't worry, Dave. I'll, I'll be back to your house. <laughs> <laughs> Season started. <laughs> All right, well, then Henry tries to get his mom with Gary Busey, which is uh, something you don't hear every day. (laughs) And then the team has a pennant chase party because nothing keeps a team healthy and focused after 161 games like dancing and getting shit faced. (laughs) I just put Brigma then takes Henry on a coke field night at the club. So, again, like Stern being hilarious because in the scene, he's going on and on about like the bright lights and the fast lane. And he says, the best part is it's all free. And then he looks over those two women and just goes, yeah. oh, me, look, there's hookers. <laughs> Nods his head for them to get out of the way and just goes over to the pinball machine and starts yeah. playing it. <laughs> oh, my God. So like that, that again, that's that's something today. They need to do that. They need to have some like hidden jokes in these children's movies for for the adults. You know, it's it's torturous, I, I would only assume, to have to take your children to the movies. Give me something for me. Like, give me something to let me know I'm still alive, you know? <laughs> and that was the joke in this movie. It was a good one. That's good that's, one. that's dad Paco, where he's just crushing brews underneath his seat. It's just like, where's this child's movie? Where's the stuff for me? Where's the sexual like, oh, right. innuendo? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, no, I, 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 take, I take my kid to the movie theater, and I'm like, all right, you good here? I'm going to go watch Showgirls. <laughs> <laughs> on my phone. <laughs> it's also it's simultaneously in the future, but also in the distant past of 1995. Okay, sure. Whatever. I always watch Showgirls when there's a kid movie on. <laughs> I'll watch it in the back row on my phone at full volume. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, everyone, the only thing all the kids keep hearing is, I'm a dancer. <laughs> you sure? <laughs> it's a double feature. It's followed by striptease. That's right. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> Don't tell your mom. <laughs> keep your goddamn mouth shut. We have a deal. God. You're welcome, Preble. Yeah, thank you. So, uh, also during all this, Dan Hedaya wants to sell Henry to the Yankees for $25 million. So, uh, the douchey boyfriend, who is also Henry's manager, agrees to do it as long as the Cubs also get rid of Gary Busey. Well, and again, this is not how Major League Baseball transactions take place. You're not like, hey, I'll give you $25 million for the kid. No, That's you what they call him. future considerations. Yeah. Um, also, this is not the MO of the Yankees in the 90s. George Steinbrenner would just been like, no, 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 you're doing it all wrong. You always trade the young players for the old ones. <laughs> then he said, then you sign the guys past their prime, the contracts that we know they won't be able to play up to. Just look at Jacoby Ellsbury over here. Jacoby. <laughs> Still under contract. Bring me all the CC Sabathias you can. <laughs> Bring me Kevin Brown. <laughs> you think Mark Teixeira still wants to play some ball? Ruben Sierra. I need more Rubens. Oh, God. So after this, Busey's told that he's getting released. That doesn't really last long because five minutes later, Henry tells the owner that he's not going to play next season because he's 12. And then also mentions the Yankees deal. So Busey then just gets to start. But but uh, in between this, uh, mm. in between this, Henry's mom knocks out uh, Jack Bradford for being a cunt. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, uh Sorry, Sharon, I mean. <laughs> no, it's all right. We're past the hour mark. She's not listening anymore. Okay. <laughs> One doesn't have an attention span. She recognized, she recognized, like, I have a finite number of hours in the day. I think Michelle is the only one that's still plugging along with this thing. I think my girlfriend has also just given up hope on that it's ever going to be entertaining. Michelle's just always yeah. infinitely behind by a couple episodes. So I'm always like, good. So I could say something highly offensive and get away for, with it for a few weeks. It's good. Uh, that's good. I mean, I guess you could. But then I'm here. <laughs> I'm still here too. All right, hey, two women in the present. Um, well, and and the one the one line in this movie that uh, again, just what the fuck was when Jack Bradfield looks Henry in the eye and says, "Your mother probably doesn't know who your father is." Oh yeah, that was yikes. Jesus and then he says, "I own half of you." Oh uh, yikes. Yeah. yeah. All while wearing a tremendous shirt. And a lots of uh, wrist, gold wrist bracelets. When These you got it, you got it. Serial killers say. This dad goes through a wild transformation of being like goofy and like, you know, not great, but like inoffensive to like having a New York accent layered in gold and then leaving like, yeah, I, yeah, I sell kids. Like, what about it? <laughs> Preble, like, Preble, you know, here's, here's the thing you're not getting. He's not there. He's not his fucking dad. He's his, he's his mother's boyfriend right. and for a month of four weeks. has full control <laughs> over this kid's entire career. Yeah, whatever this kid is. Yeah, uh, well, that's also the thing, too. I loved it because they were just like, so you're his agent now, right? And he was like, sure, I guess. And it's like, And what? the mom mm-hmm. had no problem with that? <laughs> yeah, yeah right? just sign this piece of paper. Oh, Don't worry it. about it. Yeah. By the booms. My note around this scene, you know, when she gets, when he said that, it's like, Oh, Nelly. <laughs> Jack Bradford's gone all Tito Jackson on us. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. Well, then, then there's one point, like, afterwards, like, they're back inside, and, you know, Henry's high-fiving his mom, and she goes, maybe I should have killed him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was <laughs> so, right. Whoa, whoa, mom. Yeah, so then I can have no parents. That's a great idea, mom. <laughs> I love that breaks. because I watch these with subtitles on, and I like him just because, like, 
if I don't like hear something right away because it's mm. rushed, like it's spelled out for me, and I was like, oh my god. Well, you got it. It's I know it's tough to hear over the meandering Boston traffic too, Preble. So. <laughs> traffic, please. I'm I'm talking about the uh, what is it the uh, the Boeing Max thing that keeps crashing everywhere, <laughs> smashing outside my window. Like, psh, psh. it's like what's this? Oh no. Preble says you moved huh? into one of the destroyed fuselages. <laughs> it's a lot warmer in there, Tim. It is, yeah. <laughs> Again, like so a hermit crab. There's still fire. There's still small fires burning around the crash site that keeps you warm. Oh God. Okay. There's let's <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> I wasn't specific. No. <laughs> no, that's it's like uh you know it's a, one of those uh, now I'm blanking on them. It's a tauntaun. That's my version of the tauntaun. <laughs> Just ah, deep inside. Perfect. <laughs> okay. Well, now it's time for the big game because the loser goes home and the winner makes it to the World Series. Dude, but, but changes it's regular season. Mean? Changes to the division championship a few minutes later, but it's still the regular <laughs> season. But they're one game away from the World Series. Makes perfect sense. <laughs> but but uh, to my understanding, it's still the regular season. It is the regular season. But it like yeah, what the fuck? I I didn't understand it, and I knew this wasn't right. But I went back and looked up the 1993 baseball. Like looked up that the playoff period for that time. They still had the you know the AL and ALCS. So I'm like, so he was saying that. If they won the the division, they immediately transferred themselves to the World Series. And I was like, that's impossible. They haven't done that since like the 60s. No, exactly. Since they made divisions, then they were like, yeah, we're not doing this anymore. We want more games and more money. Yeah, so Gary Busey with his knuckleball windup is thrown hard, I guess, and the crowd's going wild. Meanwhile, Dave, uh, Daniel Stern is stuck in the storage unit for the rest of this movie. And Dan Hedea is selling fucking hot dogs. I did laugh out loud at that. Just, <laughs> just monotone delivery of hot dog. Get him when they're hot. I just imagine, Ma- I just imagine Max like standing up, taking his shirt off, running around. <laughs> Fuck you, Dan Hedea! <laughs> but when I saw Daniel Stern get trapped in the closet, I literally put Haha, trap in a closet with Daniel Stern as opposed to R. Kelly. <laughs> I was like, is this not is this not appropriate anymore? I don't know. I don't know. But I was like, that's all I can think about. Probably that was, was offensive. Like, okay. Well, that's good to know. I'm gonna mark that down. So that I, think the, I think the politically correct people will tell you that none of that's ever funny, mm-hmm. Mike. <laughs> Never not ever once. Funny. Only when Dave Chappelle writes a song about it <laughs> or South Park. <laughs> that's the only time it's funny. Yeah, or South Park. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Piss, piss, piss. Trip, trip, trip. Trip, trip, trip. Open your eyes. Let me see that face. I'm going to piss on it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. R. Kelly's, R. Kelly's a contributing member of society. If that's if there's one thing I know, it's that R. Kelly is an American fucking hero. All right. Let's just isolate right. that. And uh, at least that is only the podcast. And that's it. Uh, that's, that's Derek, you don't want to have a job anytime the- soon, right? For the first yeah. time in my life, that's that's the first time that I thought. Wait a minute. Yep, that's the reaction I was looking for right there. Yeah. <laughs> Just utter and complete silence. <laughs> All right, so the Cubs manager's heckling Busey, saying he's going to take him out. But Busey asks for one more batter <laughs> as he shot puts the ball to the plate while groaning and then tackles the base runner at home for the final out of the inning because he hurt his arm. <laughs> oh, my Damn. God. I like how there was like, there's like, what is this sequence? What is that That's happening? So like stupid. Gary Busey fields the ball, like tries to throw, realizes he can't throw because his arm is apparently just not functioning anymore. He can't uh-huh. actually like move it. And then the the base runner who hasn't even left third base yet looks at him and goes, 
Oh, I can go home now. <laughs> and then time. Gary Busey, halfway down the line, halfway up the line already, like has to sprint to to beat him there. What the fuck is happening right now? None of this makes any sense. Underthrow the ball, Busey. Right. Kick it. We're, we're completely papering over the fact that there were some fucking erotic all-American guitar riffs during this whole sequence. Oh God. Or just the O faces Busey's making. <laughs> All I noticed was that we couldn't tell because of Gary Busey's acting that he was hurt. So we needed some sweet, like, you know. Well, see, when that, when that started happening, I actually didn't see this scene because when those guitar licks came on, I just shut my eyes and enjoyed them. <laughs> ah, perfect. Uh, also, the bass runner didn't have to go to go home. So, I mean, you know, you could just stay on third. Have friends on right. first and third in a one-run ball game. You know, that that's not a bad idea either. <laughs> Anyway, uh, Henry's now pitching, strikes out nine Mets in two innings. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. I, I literally, I rewound it. I was like, wait a minute. These are way too many strikeouts for two innings. Went back. I'm like, yeah, he struck out nine Mets in two innings. That doesn't. Hmm. Do you like how good at, do you like how good at math we all were? Like you said that and <laughs> we all kind of like, Ted, take, take a beat to figure wait out if that was right or not. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Paco, Paco's still working on it. <laughs> Just writing it down. Derek, Just you can use your fingers. Yeah, yeah, it takes me a while to take my shoes off. Yeah, fucking. <laughs> I said that joke. Mike's joke now. <laughs> All right. Well, he got one more inning to go, but he runs. But as he runs to the mound, he trips on a banana peel baseball, and a thirty-year-old <laughs> stunt double replaces Henry as he falls to the ground like he was shot by a cannonball, resulting in him not being able to throw the ball more than twenty feet again. And right. somehow he still gets three outs. My note here, though, is this is what would happen to the Cubs in real life back in the nineties. <laughs> But really, though, <laughs> they didn't know of Bartman yet. Nope. Like, sure, that's well, gonna they, happen. Well, there's they several Bartmans in an effigy. There's several <laughs> Bartmans in this inning, though, uh, because you know they need the improv since Henry's throwing like a little bitch again. So they do the old pinball trick <laughs> <laughs> again, which was illegal because Henry was standing on the mound, right, Derek? Yeah. That's right. I don't I agree to disagree. All right. Well. You can go to the I tape. I have so many notes about this, about this scene. <laughs> Number first note is, do they only have two pitchers on this team? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> why is he still in the game? Actually, for, oh, back up. First note is, why is it that hitting your elbow on the ground again immediately loosens your fucking tendons, your elastic band <laughs> tendons? That doesn't work. Mm-mm. Why would that work? Anyway, second note is about the fucking... Uh, about like <laughs> god damn it I already forgot the second note <laughs> I mean if it was a note you could probably look at it Tim doesn't <laughs> <laughs> feel too good does it Tim two pitchers it's fuck the two you pitchers. <laughs> it's the two pitchers thank you Max for telling me to look at things uh, wait a minute I wrote this down I can read it yeah <laughs> somewhere I recorded this Third of all, these are adults who are now taking their cues from a 12-year-old yeah. boy. Like, I got a plan, guys. They're like, oh, thank God he's got a plan because we don't know what the hell we're doing. A professional baseball player, and you listen to this 12-year-old doesn't fucking know what he's doing. That's the fucking plan, you fucking morons. I love that. That's what I have. I'm like, yeah, let's follow the 12-year-old's plan. I'm sure this is the most well-thought-out, cogent approach. I suppose you're just taking him out or having some adult throw the ball. You know, yeah, what happened to like, their closer? Damn. You know, when, when Kimbrel couldn't throw a strike because his brain shrank, <laughs> we threw fucking Chris Sale in there, or we just had Nathan Avaldi throw every inning. Yeah. You got to adapt. But what if the Red Sox brought in a 12-year-old instead? Oh, 
That's a good point. I'm pretty sure they would have brought in a 12-year-old before they uh, put in uh, Drew Pomerantz. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or, again, guys, hear me out. They could have brought in an out-of-shape 29-year-old Mike Preble. <laughs> straight over the top. I straight gave all I could. pitching over machine style. Straight over. Straight into my ribs. Exactly. Always to Max's ribs. Sorry. Max, what the fuck, Mike? I thought we talked about this in... I thought we talked about this in algebra. Face like, Preble so several times. My career uh, numbers against <laughs> Preble is zero for zero because he got hit every time. Take that, Max. Well, <laughs> seeing social studies. <laughs> Bye. All right, well, Henry uh, then intentionally walks the next batter and double dares a base runner to take second after he drops the ball and calls him chicken. Then he tags him out after fake throwing the ball in the air. Sure. It, this is when Whatever. someone in the Queens would have murdered this dude. <laughs> yeah. Something. Speaking of Bartman, my God. He would already have been dead. Throwing batteries left and right at him. (laughs) (laughs) Boo! All right, well, the roided up crunk is now up with one out to go and swings and misses at the first pitch at 25 miles per hour. (laughs) Then he hits the next one 500 feet but foul. (laughs) So with two strikes, Henry peels back his glove to see that it was his mom's. So inspired by her softball... Uh, career, he lobs the pitch 50 feet in the air for the strikeout, <sighs> and the Cubs win the division pennant Super Bowl final. So, what are we to take from the fact that, like, I just didn't understand? Because at no point in this movie, all you see is like his mom's lob. You're never to understand that she's some legendary slow pitch oh, softball no. Oh, no. fucking You're goddess. You're wrong. But they but say multiple times, great arm. Wow, look at that arm. Yeah, when, she when she's underhand. fucking underarm throwing something. Yeah, she, like, she overthrew your kid who's standing five feet away from you. Uh, oh my God. Go ahead, Derek. I'm sorry. I just don't understand. Like, and all I could think about during this whole sequence was I felt like I was watching a fucking Josh Beckett game. And how long oh, he's dude. taking on the goddamn mounds. I had that note, too. I was like, Josh Beckett pays a play. <laughs> oh, my God. But I, I do have to say that in this final scene, uh, when when uh, he was pitching against fucking Fat John Cruck, the faces he was making, I have to imagine oh that these God. are the same faces that Paco makes when he's walking into a golden corral. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. He's <laughs> grinding his teeth all the way down. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and, and so, yeah, they fucking, uh, they get they gets the out, the celebration's on, they win the division. Breaking news, this team's not doing shit in the playoffs because they just lost their best starting pitcher and their closer in fucking one inning. But <laughs> just wait true. until the end of the movie. Yeah, because the movie ends with Henry playing Little League with Busey and his mom as coaches as he robs a home run to win the game. Still wearing jeans, by the way. Then, yes, because it was shot all in the same day. <laughs> then, uh... Henry looks directly into the camera one more time and shows off his fake Cubs World Series ring. Rookie of the year. What so go back man. to Paco's point. They could never win the World Series because apparently <laughs> the two pitchers, the only two pitchers they have are injured. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have enough time to develop all the other pitchers. You know, you know it's like, yeah, well, it's Gary Busey, the kid, and this goat I found. Like, okay, good. Good. And uh, the janitor from Scrubs. Yeah, yeah, I think- yeah. We got him also, too. Yeah, him He's dancing and like a also, weirdo. This is something that happened throughout the movie. We didn't talk about was the the coach's mispronunciation of his name yes. every single time. Yep, always, always funny. 
Well, until the very times. end, until he endears himself to yes. the coach and he calls him Rowan Gardner. Rowan and then he proceeds to walk out there and not fucking be able to pitch <laughs> after he finally <laughs> uses his name correctly. All right, time for trivia. Gary Busey had a fake mustache. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's it for trivia, guys. <laughs> well, just ruined the movie for me. How's Tim supposed to finish now? Just give me a fake mustache and a full frontal nudity scene and... I'll do your football movie. <laughs> yeah. hey, so do you know the difference between sports? I certainly do. Football has a gun in it, right? <laughs> oh, dear. The most dangerous game, right? No. It's when you ski and you shoot shit, right? Is that football? Yeah. Oh, God. That's a decathlon, Gary. <laughs> well, why am I called a pitcher then if I ain't shooting shit? Because you pitch the ball, Gary. Can I have another mustache? I hate mine. I like y'all's candy mustaches. It's drool coming out the side of his mouth. <laughs> All right. Perfect. Uh, in the scene when the crowd's chanting, we want Henry, it was filmed in between double headers versus the Cardinals, and they had to do multiple takes because the Cardinals fans kept on chanting, we want Ozzy. <laughs> what a sure. dumb, dumb, dumb fucking thing to do. Let's film this during a, like, God damn it. The Cons. fucking Cubs are the worst. Um, in the last game, the scoreboard clock never changed time. Good. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a whole lot of trivia here. So, uh, the last <laughs> one, the MLB legal age to sign a contract is 16. You know what? It's just like going to war in World War One. Henry had to fudge the numbers. Well, I guess the, the youngest player ever was 15, but I think that was like during the war or like the Great Depression or some shit. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, yeah. Bob Feller was like 16 when he got into yeah. the majors. That's right. I remember hearing about that. Yeah. He was like a high school kid or something, right? Yeah. He was like a sophomore in high school, but he threw like a hundred miles an hour. All right. Who was your favorite or least favorite in this? The, uh, before we get into this, this might be the first mm-hmm. time we might have a unanimous mm-hmm. selection. I was going to say, favorite. is it all Dan- um, Daniel Stern for everybody? Daniel Stern. Brigma was my favorite and least favorite. The boyfriend. That's an easy one, though. That's a softball. Yeah. Oh, Maxwell. Oh, boy. Swing and a miss. Um, (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and say my least favorite was John Candy's sidekick. Mm. Didn't like him. Don't really know why. (laughs) All those wires. Again, I'm I'm sticking to my guns here. I, Gary Busey. Gary Busey is the most enjoyed. I loved him throughout this entire movie. Wow. Only, only he was the only slightly beat the 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 bad boyfriend because of the Ted Williams shirt. It's like Ted Williams shirt is like right below Gary Busey. And then the worst person's I don't know the um the fat kid. Why not? <laughs> why not? I don't know because he's he's fat. What's the fat kid say at some point? Like he gets all pissed off because he's late to the working on their boat because he's doing a Pepsi commercial. Yeah. <laughs> Gets yeah. all pissy about it. Henry was macking on that mama son behind him. I mean, geez, he's got to get chill. x on the cryptier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Help me out here, brother. I'll say my favorite is also Stern. Least favorite, I'm going to say just screechy, girly arm Henry. Just stop fucking looking at me, kid. Max gets weirded out by the kid. I don't at like people looking directly into the camera. It creeps me out, especially when they're 12. I, every single time you looked in the camera, I just looked away from the TV. If he's if he's thirteen, it's all good though, yeah. Yes. Depends <laughs> on the state. <laughs> 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 
Preble, get, let, let us know where uh, 13 is legal. Time to put on the, the party music for the second time. <laughs> cut it out. You gotta cut it out. <laughs> we want to have a future in this world. Let's not ruin our future in this world. <laughs> Stop talking about 12-year-old girls. <laughs> let's all help each other out with this one huh? okay well let's do that by instead of doing the Mark Wahlberg question we're going to change it up since this is a Cubs movie if Hall of Fame Cubs announcer Harry Carey was in this movie what would he say hey Henry could you throw me to the moon <laughs> I once drank five gallons of milk with a bucket of hot wings and my breast size went up three cups <laughs> all my friends called me Buffalo Hot Tits that summer hey can you pass me that paint thinner I'd really like that. Thanks a lot. Hey, Henry, if Mark Wahlberg was in this movie, what would he be confused about? <laughs> hey! Hey! Now, we all know it's frowned upon to break a little boy's arm, but if you knew you were going to win the World Series, would you do it? I know I would. <laughs> Back in 57, I went to the St. Louis Children's Hospital and broke every boy's arm in the cancer ward. <laughs> Hey, hi, hey, folks! I once I was trying to quiz Henry back in the in the in the locker room, trying to figure out where the fountain of youth was. He was telling me he didn't know. I I think he does. We we need to get it out of him. So everyone in the crowd would <laughs> chant, "Henry, where's the fountain of youth?" <laughs> Henry, I'll, I'll tell you what. The person who's gonna get it out of him, I'm gonna give him a free old style lager, <laughs> a crisp, clean old style lager. And a hot dog. Well, now, here we are with the seventh inning stretching. We'd like to welcome the Spin Doctors. <laughs> oh, wasn't that Roseanne Barr great, everyone? Oh, God. All right, to the ratings we go. Yes, just how IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes have their own rating system. We decided to make our own. So what would your rating be for this one, guys? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump in front of Tim on this one because I feel like he might have something along these lines. Um, I'm going to give this... 211 Giancarlo Stanton strikeouts <laughs> over two blown out arms in one game that prevent the Cubs from making a deep postseason run. Thing is, you don't need a deep postseason one, uh, run when you just win one game to go to the World Series. <laughs> I'm going to rate this uh, one as uh, the Red Sox don't have a closer yet. And Dave, Dave oh I'm just putting it out there again, bud. If uh, the bullpen... Does it start shaping up a little bit here? I'm probably gonna start threatening to kill you. So that's my rating. Tim, have you have you ritualistically let any of Dave Dombrowski's blood thus far um, through us? I know I have. <laughs> <laughs> Harry, what hey, are you doing here? Hey, Dave, where's the best vein to let blood out of your let blood out of your body ritualistically? <laughs> my alien friends want to know. <laughs> oh shit! You cut vertically or horizontally? <laughs> Do you go down the street or across it? Oh, <laughs> uh, Preble! Now we're making now we're making suicide jokes, Preps. What's up? Now we're making suicide jokes. I know. I was gonna say this is. <laughs> we're not doing anything. This is, this is Harry Carey that's doing this. It's going. Um, those are Bill Dooley jokes, by the way. Um, mm. let's see. What what is Mike Preble's rating for this? Uh, this is. Uh, I I guess I would say. It's two trapped Daniel Stearns 
in hilarious comical fashions over six mispronounced Henry Rosengardners. Well, you just mispronounced it right there. It's Rosengardner, you goddamn idiot. Yeah, you fucking no, moron. Ro- do, do, you even, do, you even, do you even know who I fucking am, Paco? Do you even understand the comedy I'm performing here? You're Mike Prevel. Who? Don't ever say my name on this. Goddamn, I have a future. I have a future I want to preserve. Paco, not your Christian first name. No, no, no. He, he mispronounced it. It's Pike Mrebel. Pike yeah, Mrebel. Oh, thank Pike, you. Pike Mrebel. Yeah, yeah. Also, Mrebel. Uh, Several incriminating moments later. Max, what's your rating for this movie? Oh, thank you for asking. <laughs> Smooth as a baby's bottom. No one will ever know that we've just been <laughs> rambling on for at least 15 minutes about things we already heard before. <laughs> Well, Derek, thank you for asking, because that part was edited out, too. Thanks for asking, Derek. Um, mine's pretty similar to Preble, but uh, I'm going to give us five little leaguers in a locker room checking out grown man dicks out of one set of master keys for Daniel Stern. It would have been very helpful for him in this movie. It would, would, be. Have been, would have been pretty solid. It would be. All right, well, that wraps up game one of our April baseball-themed movie month. If you want to follow the show, you can find our Instagram and Twitter page at the the bottom of the episode details. You can also email us at tdbackrow at gmail.com. So until next time, remember, in 1993, a 50-year-old Gary Busey starred in a romantic lead in right. a children's movie. Bum. Bye, everybody. Bum, sure if you're aware that was a play on the holocaust what oh yeah. oh really what's that it's um it's i know this i know the show has already ended apparently but i just want to i just want to confirm <laughs> this purple's new nervous tick it's just how would you feel at this point in the off season if the Red Sox did bring back Craig Kimbrell. I'd hate it. They're going to bring him back. <laughs> I think they probably will have like They'll a one-year deal because May. no one wants him and like... Uh. You know what? I'd bring him back for a dollar. I'd bring I him mean, back for... Yeah. If he doesn't want to do a six-year whatever deal, whatever absurd deal he was Fuck trying to get. that. He's got to blow his arm out. They already know it too. Yeah. Yeah, bring him back said for it. five million. Bring him back for like five million for one year. If you brought him up for five million, I wouldn't care at all. I'd be like, that's that's fine, that's great. Yeah, that's a great yeah. deal.
You sign them for more than a year. You sign them for more. It's not even like the money. Like if even they sign them for like one year, twenty million, I'd be like, well, all right, whatever, that's fine. If they sign them for more than a year, I'd be fucking pissed. Right. They're gonna sign them to like a four year, like ninety five million dollar contract. They'd be in idiots. in like May. I, I I guarantee it. They're gonna do it. When Matt Barnes doesn't work out as our <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. yeah this when, the last time they closed by committee, that worked about, great. Well, I was about to say, you remember the they did starter times. by committee? Yeah. Like, the, the fucking no number one starter, and Clay Buckholz was our be- best pitcher? Remember how that worked out? Wasn't that fun? Yeah, that was great. Those are, we, I think we called those the dark times. Those are days, I, God damn it, I wish I still had that video somewhere of when me and Max, yeah. and Tim, I think you were there too, weren't you? Was it, who went with us, Max, to that Blue Jays game? I think it was Tim and, was it Bill? I think it might have been Tim and Bill. With, like, the entire broadcast, all you could hear from the crowd is me. <laughs> it's like... It's directly under the microphone. A d- microphone directly above us. It was Bobby V was our fucking manager. And John Farrell was the other manager. And everyone knew that John Farrell was going to be the Red Sox manager the next year. Yep. And it's in so September. Bobby v, yeah, 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 it's late in the year. So Bobby V comes out to make a pitching change. And then you hear everyone in the in the crowd boo him. And then you hear me above all else go, Woo! Bobby! <laughs> and then when Farrell came out, I just you can hear me just go, Where are you going? John, you're going the wrong way. Just keep on walking to the dugout. Wrong dugout. Keep walking to the other dugout. <laughs> wrong dugout, you John. Both, did you hear us both just sexually objectifying Jenny Dell as oh, she yeah. comes on the TV? Jenny! Jenny! Woo! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> If there's one thing I know, it's that R. Kelly is an American fucking hero. 